catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you enjoy listening to Corology, then I need your help. Here's why. I create Corology by myself on a shoestring budget, recording and editing every episode in my tiny closet. How's that for irony? That's where you come in. Will you help keep Corology on the air by supporting it financially? By tipping as little as $1 a month, you can help me improve and keep making Corology every week. All you have to do is jump over to MatthiasRoberts.com support to make a pledge and listen away. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode 77. You have these mentors and these people telling you that, you know, just like God healed the person with cancer, he can heal you. It's really hard not to clump your sexuality in with cancer. Born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, pop artist Gaddison began playing the piano and singing at the young age of 10 years old and composed his first song at the age of 12. He successfully worked as a worship leader for years until he came out, which ended his marriage with his wife Allie and left him searching and deconstructing his faith. Jumping forward a few years, Gaddison is the founder of the Innovative Love Coalition, which is a group of queer and affirming Christian creatives who are reintroducing God's love through creative experiences, justice initiatives, and acts of service. They just launched a Kickstarter for a brand new worship album created by LGBTQ people of faith and allies. Uh, supported by Grammy Award winning artists and producers, Gaddison talks about this project uh, in this episode near the end. It's so cool. It's like the first big worship album, like fully produced, fully like Bethel-y, Hillsong-y style worship album produced by queer people. We, we also talk about Bethel on this episode too, which is great fun. So wait for that. In his personal career, Gaddison's new single, Picture Perfect, debuted on the Billboard Breakout Charts, and he lives in LA co-parenting his two kids and making music. I'm really excited to have Gaddison on the episode today. His story is, it's it's incredible. We get into a lot around living in a mixed orientation marriage and then what it was like coming out uh, and going through a separation and, and how that ties into a lot of the messaging that is resurging in a lot of churches today. This idea that uh, you can pray the gay away, that you can marry the gay away. Uh, we talk about that a whole lot. 
No big announcements this week other than Queerology is going to be back for a live episode at Wild Goose Festival this summer. Uh, so if you're in the North Carolina area or wanting to go to a Wild Goose Festival, go ahead and get tickets for that. Um, I will be sharing more details about that as I have more details. We literally just confirmed this this last week. And also, again, like I mentioned this last week, uh, Rachel Held Evans is still in a coma. Uh, and so if you're the praying type, continue to pray for Rachel, uh, for her husband, Dan, for their kids. Um, and and we can hope and pray for a miracle. Okay, let's just go ahead and dive in. Gaddison, hi, welcome. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. So so to start, the question I ask everyone, uh, how do you identify? And how would you say that your faith has helped form that identity? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Um, so I would say that I identify as an extreme creative um, I identify as a person of color. I identify as a Jesus follower. And I identify as a gay man. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I, th- I think my faith really... It's interesting. That's a really interesting question. Um, My faith has at times been in conflict with, I think, a lot of those things. And I think some of how my faith has shaped it has been just really me grappling with the areas of conflict that faith has had with some of those um, identities uh, and kind of just wrestling through, um, you know, how I, how I feel about those things, how, how, what the Bible has to say about some of those things, because I feel like in most of those areas, um, the church in some era has been against those things. Um, you know, from creativity to person of color to, you know, I think, you know, obviously being a gay man. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I've been, I think my faith has kind of formed that through through some hardship, through some pain, through some struggle. It has not been easy to reconcile some of my faith with some of the things that I identify as. So I think in some ways I'm still, that faith is still being... Um, I don't know. It's still, it's still a process. It's still happening. It's still, it's still there forming and shaping. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I would love to hear about what some of that journey has been like. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, you have, you have, I was reading through some old blog posts, like you've been through a lot over the last few yeah. years yeah. Um, and is, and has definitely been a struggle from, from what I, I can see just from, from yeah. looking in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely been a struggle. So, I mean, it's like, where do you want me to start? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that I could talk about. I guess I could, uh, you know, what some people would know about is that, you know, I used to be married to a woman 
Um, and she is a beautiful woman. I consider her to be my best friend. Um, this woman is the mother of my two um, beautiful children, the most gorgeous humans I know on this planet. And, um, and we live right next door to each other. We raise our kids together. And, but to get to this point has been a complete journey that has been mostly filled with a lot of valleys. And, um, in some ways we're standing on the mountaintop now. Uh, but I mean, it was, it was tough. And so, you know, we were heavily involved in ministry. Uh, we built our life around ministry. I grew up in the church. She grew up in the church. We met at a, at a Bible college program type thing. And, uh, um, she knew that I was attracted to men and, and everybody else around me knew I was attracted to men, but we, we, you know, we were under the assumption that you can pray the gay away. And so when Allie and I, when we decided to, you know, be a couple and date, people were so excited because we immediately became kind of this flagship for, see, God can heal, you know, the, the, the attractions, the struggle of being gay, God can heal it and it can go away. And uh, here's proof. And so, I mean, yeah, there's so many things I could talk about, but, um, you know, long story short is, you know, just, you know, after just shy of nine years, uh, Allie and I came to the conclusion that, you know, you couldn't pray, pray the gay away and it wasn't something to be prayed away. Um, that it was something to be embraced and something to be authentic about and that um, love made room for all of my humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, my mind is going to like the new campaign that, that Bethel Church in Reading yes. just, <laughs> just released there. Yes. I, I honestly can't remember what it's called and that's not shade. But yeah, I yeah. Wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. But but that idea that you can kind of pray the gay away, marry the gay away, uh-huh. um, it, it, it's it's having a resurgence, yeah. um, oh, especially yeah. with that campaign. I, I'd be curious as someone who's kind of lived through that and lived through the different iterations of that. Right. Uh, what comes to mind when you see people who are still kind of espousing that that message? You know, what's so interesting about this is that um, I uh, we we did a Bible uh, program at Bethel, so I'm very familiar with Bethel, and um, and so to see this is not a surprise because I, I think it, was, it it has always been there. It's just kind of a new shiny rollout of what they have already had, um, and it is just sad on one hand where I'm like, this is just, it's, it's horrible. And it, and it, it causes so much um, emotional, psychological damage and just, it's just horrible. It really is. And on the other hand, if I'm being super honest, um, I get it because I was, that was me. And I get how 
when you have grown up in the church your whole life, when you um, have had these experiences with God in this specific place, and you have these mentors and these people telling you that, um, you know, God can heal, you know, just like God healed the person with cancer, he can heal you. It's really hard not to, um, not to clump your sexuality in with cancer. It's really hard not to clump your sexuality in with, um, you know, whatever type of, you know, looking at porn, right? Like, you know, all these things that the church has said are sinful and should just be, you know, done away with. It's really hard to not clump it in with that because if I'm being honest, because of the theology that I ascribe to, my sexuality felt like a cancer. It felt like if I could just take the pill and be done with it, I would have. I don't believe that now. Now I've embraced all of who I am, but but growing up in church, that's just that's just the way it felt. And so I, you know, I feel kind of in, stuck in between these worlds of like I I know that it's completely damaging. I know that it's completely wrong and I would never ever um you know, ascribe to anything like that or promote anything like that because, you know, I've, <laughs> hello, my story. I've went through nine years of, of that way. And quite frankly, it's just bad fruit, but, but I get it. You know, I get why people, I get why people are there. I get why people, you know, who are quote unquote ex gay, you know, are trying to go that route. I mean, I, I hear, I hear the complexity in that, like yeah. that, that sense of, like I, I and and going back to you talking about how much you love um, Ali and, yeah. and like I would imagine there was probably such goodness in that oh yeah uh, right along the pain oh, yeah. and the hardship and oh, yeah. and the the stuffing down of this of sexuality like uh, what would you say that that did to you I think I think this is the thing it really creates this um, this. Uh, separation of self, right? Compartmentalizing um, myself, right? Where it's like, hey, there is this side of me that loves Allie, you know, like loves Allie. I, right now, I love, when I think about Allie, I think about this beautiful, kind woman that is my best friend that is the strongest woman I know. I can tell you story after story about this woman where you would be in shock and awe of how strong she is before uh you know we decided to end our marriage and and after, right? Like she's been strong the the whole time. Um yet at the same time, you know, there's this part of me that is not uh, sexually attracted to her in that way. And I think hindsight is twenty twenty, And I think I didn't understand that because also to bring context is um, I didn't date before Allie. Like I, I, she was the first woman I had ever dated. And so it was like, you know, when you don't know what love is, 
when you have those feelings and they're, you know, strong as far as like, you know, hey, I have, a, 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 you know, this is my best friend. This is, you know, she's awesome. I mean, I know now that really what it was, was she was, you know, I wanted to be her gay best friend, right? Mm. Like, I wanted <laughs> to like, you know, like I wanted to have late night chats and right, I wanted right. to like, you know, <laughs> hang out and like, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, you know, everything. Um, but when you have people who are telling you that your sexuality is wrong and that's not an option. And matter of fact, not only is it not an option, but it's an abomination. And not only is it an abomination, but if you choose to act upon this thing, it's going to send you to hell in a handbasket. And then it's like, okay, well, that's not even an option. So I might as well. And I also heard that if you have sex with a woman, then all those feelings will just go away. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, full (laughs) on. I I mean, I'm telling you, I have stories. I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. What people will say, Um, but but you learn how to compartmentalize, and you learn how to say, you know, I was just actually I was talking to somebody the other day um, about that idea of you know, um, not every thought is your own, and that sounds cool on the surface. But then you uh, you learn to attribute your sexuality to that's not me. That's just thoughts that are running through my head. So I can just keep pushing those things away. And that's not me. And it becomes really psychologically damaging. It becomes emotionally damaging. And at the end of the day, I think after, you know, when we were in this mode of like trying to figure things out, I was depressed. I didn't really even know that I was depressed because quite honestly, um, I'm a very positive person. Um, and so I didn't really, I, you know, I'm. it's easy for me to be like, you know what? It's all good. You know, the sun is shining today. We're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? But, but I was really, I was really depressed. I was like putting on weight. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was a thing. And like, so even today on, uh, Ali's podcast um, or uh, Ali's uh, uh, Instagram, she put out a, a a picture today, and she's talking about the fact that I was going through a depression and that I put on like fifty pounds. I was fifty pounds heavier, and and I didn't even know it. It was just you know. So I think those are the, some of the things that happen when when you compartmentalize and when you kind of go through some of this stuff. It's just you just you learn how to disassociate from that part of yourself, which I think is always unhealthy. Take me back to that moment. Like you're talking about that, that time when you both started kind of working through things and, and Ali wrote this, this beautiful blog post kind of talking about your decision to end your marriage. And, and she wrote just how emotional it was. And she said, I think he realized that freedom meant breaking my heart. Ugh. I mean, yeah. that is so yeah. complicated, it's so to, complicated to step into freedom and the incredible pain that comes along with it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think, you know, sometimes we want, sometimes we want the story to be so neat and clean and tied up with a bow when the reality of life is that, uh, sometimes it's really messy and, um, yeah, and my freedom costs her something, right? You know, and 
It's so, I mean, I can't even begin to describe the emotion of that moment. Um, you know, we had done a lot of research. We had, uh, you know, we had a value, have a value for uh, community and bringing people along with us and not kind of doing things on our own. And so we uh, invited people who were really close to us at the time to kind of journey with us and kind of, you know, we, that we could just be super honest with and ask the really tough questions um, about what the Bible had to say about homosexuality and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we go through this, you know, it's several months that we were in this mode, in this process, and we finally came to kind of a conclusion. But I'll kind of take you back to where it all happened. It was February 21st of 2017. And... um Long story short, we were on, we were sitting on uh, our bed at the time in our room and uh, my youngest son, Nigel, was asleep in the next room. Okay. He had to be maybe, you know, four or five months. Okay. So this is really fresh. Everything is really fresh. So we are on the phone with the, with this psychologist and, and we had told the psychologist, we had had a couple um, sessions with the psychologist uh, before this moment, but we, when we first started meeting with the psychologist, we told the psychologist, look, we, we have come to this conclusion that we don't believe that homosexuality is uh, wrong or that the Bible is against, you know, homosexuality and it's a different context, blah, blah, blah. So, but, but our next question is, is there a way that we can actually, you know, make this marriage work? Um, because, you know, we were thinking about our kids and we we're just thinking about a bunch of different things. And like, is there a way that we can make it work? And so, um, so we were like, listen, don't try to break us up. Just, just, just give us some options or whatever. So anyway, through these couple of sessions, she was, you know, giving us options of, you know, cause she had counseled a lot of other uh, uh, clients. So anyway, this particular day, February 21st, she's given us an option. And the option is this. She said, listen, I've had a lot of people who have kind of um, uh, come out on Facebook, you know, come out on Facebook, say that you're a gay man and, um, you know, kind of allow yourself to be able to build some relationships with other gay um, men, women, whatever, and just, you know, kind of attend some gay events and you know, just allow yourself to to be a part of the community. And sometimes for some people, that's enough to acknowledge that, hey, yo, I am this. Um, but at the same time, I still am choosing to stay in this, um, this marriage. And the whole time that, she, that she's saying this, I'm like, there is no way. It's just not settling with me, right? Like, I'm just like, I know, no, there's something, my, my gut, my knower is like, no, this is not, no. And, uh, but, but Allie is kind of like, and, and I'm kind of being quiet about it. I'm kind of just trying to, you know, listen and take it all in. And Allie, meanwhile, Allie is like, oh, okay. You know, this is, you know, I'm willing to try that. Like, you know, it's going to be hard and people are going to whatever, but like, I'm willing to try it. So, so anyway, we get off the phone and, um, and Allie is like, okay, so, you know, talk to me. Like, she's kind of excited, like, you know, okay, like, you know, let's try it. Like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, Allie, I do not 
think that this is going to be a good thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is good. And she's like, you know, you know, why do you feel like that? Like, tell me. And I was like, and, and side note, Allie and I have always had this relationship where we can be 1000% honest with each other and, and about everything. So I was like, Allie, you know, the reality is, you know, up until this point, I have been extremely faithful to you. I have not stepped out on our marriage. I've, I've always been super honest with you. And so essentially what we're asking me to do is to come out on Facebook, expect guys not to slide into my DMs and say, what's up, you know, and I'm supposed to be able to go to these events and kind of like put myself in this position where I can't, I can look, but I can't touch essentially. And I said, you know, this is not just about having sex with a man. This is about me wanting to love a man and to be loved by a man. And those words coming out of my mouth, I'm a verbal processor. And so those words coming out of my mouth were almost revelation to me and definitely was revelation to her. And at that particular moment, she was like, well, then I think we have our answer. And I I did an ugly cry that topped all ugly cries. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. You know, and I just kept saying, I'm so sorry. And so February 21st of 2017 is the day that that my best friend liberated me. And um, and we're still friends to this day. And and she continues to stand by that point of liberation. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's like I, I feel emotion just hearing that like that. Yeah. It, um it's such it's such a beautiful and hard story. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a few years. You yes. are now like you're a recording artist. Yes, you're, you're working on all of these super cool projects. Um, yes, I'd love to hear like you, you described yourself as an extreme creative. <laughs> yeah, oh, an extreme creative, not just yeah. a creative. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the reason why I say an extreme creative is because. Um, Creativity for me is a way of life. Um, it's not just, you know, something that I participate in. It's just I I, I, I feel like I don't exist um, beyond creativity. And so, um, yeah, so I am a singer. I'm a songwriter. Um, I play, you know, the, the, the piano. And, um, and I also am creative in the way that I try to approach uh, problems, right? And I try to make um, uh, solutions that are something that can be built on and movement. And so, um, I, I, there's there's a reason why I say that, and I'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later. But as far as on the music side, um, I have put out some music. I'm working on an EP right now that is mainstream music. It's kind of pop. Um, I tell people it's like under the umbrella of pop, but it has in, um, it's inspired by like funk, soul and, um, you know, electronic music. And so um, that's kind of my lane. And actually, the EP that I'm working on 
uh, I'm actually partnering with Allie uh, and My Shade of Beautiful, and we are together releasing this EP, and it basically is um, a snapshot in about four or five songs, a snapshot of the last 10 years of Allie and I's relationship. And so there's there's actually a song on there called February 21st, which is the day that we ended our marriage. And it's a duet between Allie and I. And um, it, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, yeah. But I just recently, uh, uh, so I released two singles already. And I just recently got the exciting news that uh, my songs, the dance remixes to my songs hit the Billboard charts. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so I was number four on the breakout charts, uh, Billboard's breakout charts. And so um, it basically what the breakout charts are is basically Billboard says, hey, these are, you know, there's only five on their breakout list. And so they say these five artists, these five songs you need to watch out for. And so you may just hear some of my songs playing in the club. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then, I mean, you're, you're doing this, this innovative love coalition. Yeah. Which is, which is like a, a collection of queer worship, right? Yeah. So, so basically, <clears throat> uh, innovative love coalition is, is a, a hub for creatives. And okay. the first project that we're taking on definitely is geared towards worship. Um, okay. So the reason why I like to make that distinction is because there's going to be uh, projects that we take on that are have nothing really to do with um, the church per se. Um, but, uh, but one of the reasons why <clears throat> we're doing this project first, which is a, it's the first ever um, worship compilation uh, by openly queer worship artists and allies. So, um, which I think is the beautiful part about this is that, um, you know, openly queer worship artists and allies are working on this together and um, making something that's inclusive of all people, um, which is, I think, what it was supposed to be in, in the original. Uh, I think that's the love that Jesus had when he was here is inclusive, radical, inclusive love. Um, but anyway, the, one of the reasons why we're doing this first is because one, there was a need, right? And uh, in affirming and progressive Christian spaces, traditionally what's been happening is we've been taking from the Bethels and the Hill songs, and we've been taking what they have been writing as far as worship is concerned, and we've been trying to adapt it to our, um, you know, our environment which is cool. It was cool for the moment that we did it, but I think it's time for, um, for us to write our own songs and to, um, write songs that reflect, um, the inclusive nature of God. And so, um, that basically is one of, one of the reasons why, um, um, we're going with this project first. And then it was also quite frankly, it was like, you know, we need a real big win right out of the gate. And uh, I have a background in worship. I used to uh, be involved at a church named Jesus Culture, which is kind of big in the charismatic, um, the charismatic movement. And they're, they're, um, and so I knew that I knew this world and I was like, we could do this pretty big. And so I, I just called on some people. Not that are a part of Jesus culture, but uh, I called on some other people that I knew. <laughs> and I was like, yo, 
let's uh, let's do it. So we have Grammy uh, um, uh, Grammy uh, nominated uh, songwriters, singers. Um, we have people who've been in the industry forever, both straight and queer. Uh, and we have, you know, lots of other extreme creatives <laughs> that are a part of this thing. So it's, it's going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Like I, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> such, this is such a cool project because I mean, you're talking about like all of these queer worship artists and, and allies who are, who are doing this work. And, and I can't help to think of the fact that the worship industry there's so many people in it who oh, yeah. cannot be out oh, yeah. um, because they're in the worship industry. Absolutely. So just to open up these doors yep. and say, wait a second, you yep. can be out and be doing worship. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's a, it's a huge thing. And I do know people um, that are in that industry and, and can't come out uh, unless they're ready to give up their livelihood. And, um, and that's their decision to make. And, and, uh, and I think we should stand with people who are at every part of their journey, but, you know, but, but one of the things that I want to do is to, um, create what I call like a, a, a soft landing pad, right? Like how can we create something that not only is going to be beneficial for us immediately in, in, in terms of it's going to be beneficial for our churches. It's going to give us some new, new life and, and kind of a fresh wind in our churches, uh, to be able to sing songs that are by us. Um, but, but then how can we also create a um a landing pad for people who are entrenched in that um industry that that feel like they have no way out um can we create an ecosystem can we create our own um you know creative hub that people can uh feel safe to be able to create what they want to create uh and uh and still be able to get it out to the masses I, I I think I'm just still sitting here kind of in awe of this project because it's it's yeah. something that we've needed for for so long. Yeah. Um. Y- y'all launched the Kickstarter for it on Easter Sunday, right? Yes. So just What has the response been like? Yeah, the response has been good. You know, it's so interesting to me because everybody that I've come in contact with from from before we launched the Kickstarter until you know right now has been like we've needed this for so long. And, and I think that, I, and I do want to make it a, I want to make it a point to say that, that we are standing on the shoulders of giants, right? This is, this is not a, um, we are not the first person to ever think about doing a worship compilation. That's that. And, and, um, and that there are queer, specifically queer um, pioneers who have gone before us and who came out at a time where it was extremely not only uh, unpopular to come out, but it was a threat to their life. It was a threat to um, everything that they knew, and it was in the height of that ex-gay um, uh, type of environment. And so, I want to make sure, and we're, we're going to be doing some things uh, in our newsletter where we send out. Uh, we're we're talking to people who uh, have those stories. We're getting the stories from those people about um, about what it was like in their day and why something like ILC right now is so important. Um, and so I always want to honor those people who have come before us. Um, that being said, 
this, what ILC doing is doing, I think is a new iteration. And I think the thing that makes it the first ever is that we're doing it with allies. And so I think at this point, <clears throat> you know, we really are just like, you know, the response has been one, yes, we've needed this, but two, uh, people have heard the first single, which we released, um, uh, and so when you when you go to the Kickstarter and you get a chance to, uh, I think it's you donate five dollars. Uh, just even, if you donate as little as five dollars, uh, you get the single for download. And people have just been um, in shock. I mean, literally, you can go to our Instagram and you can see the comments. Um, but people have been in shock and awe. I can't tell you how many messages we've gotten that have said that they were crying and in tears. I can't tell you how many messages we've gotten that said, I don't even, I I haven't been to church in years. And quite frankly, when I saw a post from a friend who said that this was had something to do with church, I didn't really want to look at it, but I was just too curious. And so I looked at it and I heard and it brought healing. And those are the things, to be really honest with you, those are the things that keep me going. Those are the things that I'm looking for. Um, and those are the things that we're hoping to hear more of as we move forward with this Kickstarter and as we um, put out the full project. You know, this is just one single. You know, we have a whole project that we are working on that I'm telling you is going to be, um, it's going to be the introduction to a new era uh, in the church. How can people find the Kickstarter, your work? Like, how can how can people support you? Absolutely. So if you go to um, our Instagram, if you're, if Instagram is your fancy, then uh, go to uh, at Innovative Love Coalition. And in our um, uh, description, you'll be able to um, uh, click the link. The link is in the bio. Uh, and if you are on Facebook, if that is your fancy, then you can go to, uh, you can search Innovative Love Coalition. And the same thing applies there. You'll see a post about um, our Kickstarter. Uh, you can also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always go to our website, which is www.innovativelovecoalition.com. And we have a section uh, for you to learn more about us, but we also have a section called Get Plugged In. And uh, you can message us, you can contact us, and we'll answer any questions uh, that you may have. And then, I mean, how can people find your work? Because yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still doing stuff separate <laughs> from this, too. Like <laughs> I am, I am. And so if you want to find my work, you can go to, if you're on Instagram, uh, you can go to at Gaddison Official, G-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, Official. And... Um, Instagram is pretty much where I live. Um, I have a Twitter as well. Uh, I am Gaddison. And uh, if you want to check out my website, uh, my website is www.gaddisonofficial.com. And it's so fun because I just did a new, uh, I just put up a new website. So go check it out. It'll be fun. Ah, and people can find your music everywhere? Yes, they can find it everywhere, wherever you choose to stream or download. If you just type in Gaddison, G-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, you will find my music uh, uh, there. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, 
Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> it's so cool to hear what, I mean, both your personal journey and then what you're up to. Like, we need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for having me. Seriously, yeah. it's, it's really good to be a part. You can find Gaddison on Instagram at Gaddison Official. He's on Twitter at I am Gaddison or over at GaddisonOfficial.com. And be sure to check out the Innovative Love Coalition and their Kickstarter, uh, InnovativeLoveCoalition.com or on social media at Innovative Love Coalition. Queerology is on Twitter and Instagram at QueerologyPod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. Queerology is supported by its listeners. Over 230 of you support Queerology on Patreon. To find out how you can help keep Queerology on the air, head over to MatthiasRoberts.com slash support. A really easy way to help support Queerology is by leaving a rating and a review. Do that right in your podcast app or head to MatthiasRoberts.com slash review and they'll take you right there. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas of what you want to hear in the podcast or just want to say hi, reach out. I'll get back to you. And until next week, y'all, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.